The focus of this parak is something known as a chazaka, and the term chazaka can be used in a number of different ways. In general, it refers to an assumption which is made based on what there has been until now. If something has a chazaka, that means that it has some sort of presumed status which could affect the law. We'll see in a couple of Mishnayis time that the term chazaka can refer to something very different as well. But the focus of this perik is a particular chazaka, and that is a chazaka on being the owner of a piece of land. Regarding movable items and objects, there is a famous rule which applies, and that is of haraya. If somebody claims that someone's object is actually their object, then the one who needs to prove this is the one who is claiming it from somebody else. We assume that whoever has it in his hands, he is the rightful owner. So if somebody else wants to take that from him, he is the one who needs to bring proof that he is the real owner. And if he can't bring proof, then the one who is holding it has a chazaka that it belongs to him. He is the presumed owner. However, regarding land, we do not say the rule of Hamitz Mechavel of Haraya for quite an obvious reason that it's very easy to just enter a piece of land. An object, if it doesn't belong to you, it's hard to even get it. Whereas land, all it takes is to walk into the piece of land, and if we would apply the rule of Hamitz Mechavel of Haraya, then any time that the owner is not situated in the land and somebody else's enters there, he would become the owner. And therefore, regarding land, the person who has the chazaka that he is the owner is the last known owner of that piece of land. So if we know that, let's say, Ruvain was definitely the owner of this piece of land until a week ago, and during this last week, there's a doubt as to whether he is still the owner or somebody else is the owner. Somebody else who is, let's say, right now living there. If they both argue against each other as to who is the real owner, and neither of them can bring proof for their claim, then Ruvain, who is the last known owner, would be considered the owner. He would have the chazaka of being the owner of this field. That having been said, this parak is going to show us that there is another way to establish a chazaka on a piece of land. And that is by being there for a long time. We're going to see in Mishnah Aleph that if somebody is in a piece of land for three years, and only after that the previous owner, let's say, comes and claims that it's his field and he never sold it to him, since he's been there for three years, he can turn around to the other person and say, if it's really true that this is your field, what, take you, what took you so long? Why didn't you come and claim it earlier? The fact that I've been here for three years without you protesting, that in itself is a proof that I am the real owner and that I really bought it from you. Now, why is this only after three years? One reason is because if a person buys a piece of land from someone else, they would write a document to record the evidence that he sold it to him, and he is expected to keep hold of that document in order to prove that he actually bought the field. However, he's not expected to hold on to the document forever. For three years, we expect him to keep hold of this document, and then he can really forget about it. So if the previous owner comes and claims the field within the first three years, then we would actually listen to his claim, because we're a bit suspicious of the fact that the person who is in the field now doesn't have any evidence that he bought the field. However, if it's after three years, then we already don't expect the buyer to keep hold of this evidence, and he can claim to the other person that what took you so long to arrive here and claim your field if you're really telling the truth that you never sold it to me, have been here for three years, where have you been? Now, strictly speaking, it's not actually true that a chazaka needs three years to be established. That's only referring to a piece of land, to property which is used constantly. Pretty much every single day of the year, the owner would be there working in the field, and in such a piece of land, let's say we have Reuven and Shimon, Reuven is the previous owner, the last known owner, and Shimon is the one who is currently occupying the land. So if Shimon is in Reuven's piece of land, let's say every other week, 
for a period of three years. And then after the three years have passed, then Reuven comes and claims that it's actually his field and he, ne- and he never sold it to Shimon. In this case, Reuven would actually be believed. Because when Shimon claims to Reuven, I've been here for so long, where were you? Why didn't you protest until now? Reuven can, came black, can claim back to him that I didn't think you were trying to take possession of the land and claim that you would be you're the actual owner, such that I would need to come and protest. You weren't acting as the owner, you were only here every other week. The owner is usually here every week, every single day. So you didn't really show that you were trying to take ownership of the field. And so only if Shimon was actually there pretty much every day for three years straight, only then would he establish a chazaka and his claim would be believed over Ruvain's claim. So the mission now lists a number of properties that the owner would use every day and therefore in order to establish a chazaka, Shimon would need to be there every day for a period of three years. Chazak zabotem, a chazaka for houses, v'habayrois, pits, v'ashichin. There's another type of pit, a longer pit, v'hamaorois, caves, also sort of another pit which is covered. These pits of water used on a daily basis, v'ashivachois, bird huts, v'amarechatsois, and bathhouses, v'ves habadin, olive presses, v'ves hashlochin. This is a type of field which requires watering, and it can't survive on rainwater alone. So there would be a water system within the field. So even when it's not actually raining, they would still be giving water to the field, and that would be done all year round. And if someone is making a chazaka on a slave, if a slave serves somebody for three years, that would also establish a chazaka of ownership of the slave. And any field which produces fruit always, constantly, throughout the year, their chazaka would be established by being there for three years from day to day, meaning the first year of the, the first day of the, of the first year until the last day of the third year. Three consecutive years. On the other hand, Steha Baal, a field which relies on the wa- on rainwater alone, so that would only be in the winter months, and to show, and the owner wouldn't necessarily be in the field every day, it would depend on the season. So Chazkos Shalishonim, the way to establish a Chazak of that field would also require three years, but it's not from day to day, meaning it's not exactly three full years but rather the three harvesting seasons of three years. If Shimon was situated in the field during the harvest seasons for three years in a row, then that would establish a chazaka. Because that already does show that he's trying to take ownership. He doesn't need to do more than that to show that he's trying to take ownership of the field, because the regular owner would not do any more than that. Narabi Shmol, Oymarabi Shmol says, In can be much less than three years. Even if you're in there in the field for three months, the last three months of the first year, and you manage to do a full harvest within those three months, and Shimon is situated in the field and produces a whole harvest in the first three months of the last year, the third year, and he's there for the middle 12 months as well, that would be 18 months in total, and that is enough to produce, to, to create a chazaka. Even though not all produce could be harvested and produced in only three months, there are many types of produce which can. So that already shows that he's taking ownership of the field. Rebbe Akiva says, It's even enough that you'd be there for one month in the first year, and you'd be there for one month in the last year, the first month of the, la- of the third year, and be there for 12 months in the middle year. That's only 14 months in total, because there are a few types of produce which could even take just one month to produce the entire harvest. And even though that might not be the regular harvest, that nevertheless does show that he's taking ownership of the field by doing three harvests in three different years. 
Now the truth is, Rabbi Shmuel understands that the reason why three years are needed for a chazaka is not necessarily as we explained, because that's the amount of time that we expect the buyer of a field to keep onto the document as evidence that he bought the field. But rather, Rabbi Shmuel learns this from a different place in the Torah regarding a person's animal which gores, an animal which injures a person. The Torah says that the first three times that the animal, or possibly the first two times that the animal injures another person or possibly another animal, the owner of the animal which did the damage is only liable to pay for half of the damage which was done. Because he's not considered so responsible, he didn't have to expect that this is going to happen. However, once the animal has injured someone three times, then the owner is already expected to guard his animal properly. And if the animal damages someone again, then the owner will need to pay for the full damages of that animal. Now, Rishmael learns from there to the laws of Chazaka. And according to Rishmael, it's enough that you show ownership of the field three times, even if it's not a full harvest, and you're not there for during three years, or 18 months, like Rishmael said. If you do three separate significant things in the field, then each one of them we view as a sort of warning to the other owner, to the previous owner of the field, if he is really the current owner, that you should come and protest against me. And it's sort of a warning three times, until once it's been done three times, then he already loses his chance. Similar to the animal which injured someone, it's sort of a warning three times to the owner to guard your animal properly. So in our case as well, if after three times, Ruvain has still ignored what is going on in his field, what Shimon is doing, then he loses any claim to the field, unless he can bring proof, of course, that he is still the owner of the field. So Amr Bishmal said, When all these words said that you need three years or 18 months, that's Bistay Lovon, which literally means in a white field, it means a field of grain, but in a field where there are trees, where the harvest is not at a fixed time during the harvesting season, but rather as soon as the fruit become ripe, you would take them off, you wouldn't necessarily do it all in one go. As the fruit ripened, you would harvest them. So Konesis Tavuasai, if he brought in his produce from the vineyard, Mosakis Zesov, if he harvested his olives, Konesis Keitsai, if he brought in and harvested and dried his figs, so he did things three times, then already that's considered like three years, and he would have established a chazaka if Reuven is still not protested to him being there and showing as if he is the owner of the field. Mr. Bates, we're presuming that the reason why a chazaka is established after Shimon has been there for three years is because Reuven should have protested if he was the real owner. So the fact that he didn't protest is proof that he's not actually the real owner and that he did sell the field to Shimon, and that Shimon is the real owner... So it follows that if there is some other reason that Reuven can explain for himself why he didn't protest, then Shimon would no longer have a chazaka. One example being if Reuven was very far away. Perhaps he didn't even hear about Shimon being there, or he wasn't able to come and protest. So the Mishnah says, There are three different areas of land within Eretz Yisrael concerning the laws of chazaka. Firstly, Yehuda, the area of Yehuda, the Eva Yardin, the other side of the Yardin River, the Hagolil, and the area of Golil. And the Mishnah explains, Hobi Yehuda, if the owner, the previous owner, Ruvain, he's the one making the claim that he is still the owner, he was situated in Yehuda, but he had a field in Golil, and the Hechzik by Golil, Shimon, who is the one occupying the field, he has established a Chazokov in Golil, in, in Ruvain's field previous field at least, the field which was known to be Ruvain's beforehand, which was in Golil. Or if Ruvain was by Golil in Golil, there has to be Yehuda and Shimon did a chazaka, he was there for three years in what was Ruvain's field in the area of Yehuda. Eino chazaka, 
that is not considered to be a chazaka, unless Ruvain is with him in that same country, in that same area of the country, because otherwise he can explain the reason why I didn't protest is because I was far away and I wasn't able to come. And it wasn't easy for me to send a message either. Alright, Omar Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is now a third opinion for the reason why a chazaka is established by three years. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, really, even if Shimon is there for just one day, assuming that Ruvain is in the same area, and he knows that Shimon is in his field, if Ruvain doesn't protest immediately and tell Shimon to get out of his field, and what are you doing in my field? then already one day is enough to establish a chazaka. That's already proof that he's not the real owner of the field. No real owner would allow him to just stay there for a bit. So why did the Chachalim say that you need three years to establish a chazaka? The Chachalim only said this amount of three years, only to allow for the following case, where somebody, Ruvain, is situated in Aspamia, in Spain. It took a year's time to travel from Eretz Yisrael to Spain. In the times of the Mishnah. So the Yachzik Shana, Shimon would make a Chazaka, he would be situated in Ruvain's field in Eretz Israel, acting as the owner for a year. And by that time, people already started to realize what's happening. Everyone knows about this. So the Yelchavi we give a year for people to go and let Ruvain know that Shimon is acting as the owner in his field. And then the we give Ruvain a year to travel from Spain to Eretz Israel and to come and protest. And certainly you can't turn around and say that if somebody's in a different area of the country, then you can't make a chazaka. Really, a chazaka is enough if he's there even just for one day. If he's in a faraway place and it takes him time to travel, so we give uh, an extended time. But it's never going to be more than three years, and if it's all within Eretz Yisrael, it's certainly going to be much less. So just to summarize, we've seen three different reasons for the chazaka being established by three years. Either because that's the amount of time that we expect Shimon to keep onto the document that he, as evidence that he bought the field, and that he is the rightful owner of the field. Or Rishmael understood that it was an idea of showing ownership three times, which is a sort of warning to the owner to protest. And according to Yehuda, the reason is so that somebody who travels even a year's distance away has enough time to find out and come back and protest about Shimon's attempt to take ownership of his field. Mishli Gimel, the Mishli now tells us a very important rule, which is pretty obvious as well, but stresses an important point. The Chazaka which we are discussing is not the way that Shimon becomes the owner of the field. Rather, it's proof, it is evidence that Shimon is the real owner of the field. He can turn around to Ruvain and say, I've got proof that it's my field, because if it wasn't my field, you should have come and protested a long time ago. And therefore the Mishnah says, Kol Any Chazaka, if Shimon is there for let's say three years, but he doesn't come with a claim for why it belongs to him. So him being there for three years will not establish a chazaka. Ketzad, how so? What's an example? If Ruvain comes and says to Shimon, What are you doing in my field? And he comes, let's say, after three years. And Shimon says to Ruvain, Because nobody ever told me anything to get out of the field. I came and I wasn't told to leave. Says the Mishnah, ain't no chazaka. Certainly that is not considered to be a chazaka. Because all point of a chazaka is only as evidence and proof that he really did buy the field or receive the field as a gift, as the Mishnah now says. If he claims from a chartoli, because you sold it to me, or he claims that you gave it to me as a gift, or he claims that your father gave it to me, 
before he died and you were supposed to inherit it, or your father gave it to me as a gift. So now he has a claim and he's saying as evidence for my claim is the fact that I've been here for three years. That would be a valid chazaka. And now Reuven would need to be the one to prove that he is the real owner or otherwise Shimon would be assumed to be the owner. And if Shimon comes with a claim of inheritance, he says, I don't know why I'm the real owner of the field, but I know that my father had the field and I inherited it from him. My father was here for, let's say, a week. I don't know whether he bought it or he received it as a gift, don't know how. But he was in this field for a short while and then he died and I inherited it from him. He doesn't need any additional claim to explain how his father received the land because it could be he doesn't know. As long as he says that he inherited it and he has this evidence of the chazaka of being there for three years, that would be a valid chazaka and he would be presumed to be the real owner of the field. The mission now goes on to list a number of people who even if they are situated in a field or a piece of property for an extended period of time, they wouldn't establish a chazaka because again there's another way of explaining why they've been there for so long. So it's no longer evidence of them being the real owner and they can't turn around to Ruvain and say that the fact that you didn't protest is proof that I am the owner. Firstly, Ha'umnin, workers, the reason why they're there for a long time is because they're working in the field. That doesn't show that they're taking possession of the field. The Ha'shutfin, partners of a field, the Gemara explains we're talking about a very small field where one partner is not able to force the other one to split it, as we learned a bit in the first paragraph of Basra. And therefore, Ruvain can claim that the reason why I didn't view you being there for three years as an act of trying to, to take total ownership of the, of the field is because I sort of understood that the agreement was that you would use it for a long time, and then I would use it for a long time. That's how we would establish that. That's how we would behave according to the partnership. But Arisin, an Oris is somebody who rents a field and works that field and gives a percentage of the produce which is produced each year to the owner of the field as the rent. So again, if he is there for a long time, that's because that's part of the agreement. He's a sort of renter. And the Gemara explains even if the Oris eats all of the produce for three years straight and doesn't give any to the owner, to, to Ruvain, that's also not proof because the Mishnah is talking about a case where this Oris has been in the field for many, many years. So he is sort of the one in control. And it could be that he's deciding the way to split it is that he'll take all of the produce for a number of years. And then for a year or two years, he'll give the produce to the owner of the field. All right, Vapatropin. Now, Patropis, who is appointed to look after the property of orphans, in Chazaka, all of these people would not establish a Chazaka even if they are there for a long time, because there's a different reason why they're there for a long time, and it's not viewed as taking ownership of it or a reason why Ruvain should need to come and protest. Next example, a person doesn't establish a chazaka by using his wife's property for a long time. And a woman doesn't establish a chazaka by using her husband's property or field for a long time. Because again, they're not particular with each other. And they allow each other to use each other's property. A father doesn't establish a chazaka by using his son's property and nor does a son establish a chazaka by using his father's property. And the Gemara explains we're talking specifically about a case where the son is being supported by the father and therefore they're not particular with each other regarding using each other's property. So all of these are examples where a chazaka would not be established even though they've been there for a long time. And now the second law of this Mishnah talks about a totally different chazaka and that is a way to acquire things. In order to transfer the ownership of something, halachically speaking, it's not enough just to pay for it. 
but one needs to do an act with that item to show ownership. And one of those acts is known as a chazaka, where you do something which the owner would do with the item. And that shows ownership. So the Mishra says, When are these words said that we've discussed so far in this perek that the chazaka, which is evidence, it's only a proof, it's not the actual reason why he is the owner of the field. It's proof, and you require three years to establish that proof. That refers to when somebody takes hold of somebody else's land, and the other person comes and claims that he is the real owner. But if somebody is giving another person a present, or if two brothers inherit their father, and they split the inheritance, so when they take hold, when they take ownership of the property, they would need to show ownership. Or somebody who takes hold of a convert's property, his possessions after the convert died. And because he's a convert, it could be that he has no inheritors, so his property would just become ownerless for anybody else to acquire. So how would they perform the chazaka? Not al. One way of doing it is to lock the door in that piece of property, v'godar, or to make a fence, or parats, or to make a hole in the already existing fence. All of these things are showing ownership. Kolshu, even if you do it a tiny amount, that would be a valid chazaka regarding that other totally different type of chazaka, which is the very reason why he is the owner. It's not just evidence, but it's the very reason and the thing which transfers the ownership to him. Mishadalid, if two people give testimony in Bastin, there is a pair of witnesses, they give testimony against somebody else that he should be liable to a particular punishment, whatever it may be. And later on, two other witnesses come to Bastin, and they say, regarding what the first two witnesses said, we don't know if it's true or not. But one thing that we can tell you is that these two people who testified about that could not have known, because they were not situated at the place where this event happened, which they are claiming that happened. They weren't there when they claimed for it to have, to have happened, because they were with us, and we were elsewhere. So we know that they must have been lying. The Torah says that in such a situation, we believe this second pair of witnesses, and the first pair of witnesses are punished. We will ever punishment they wanted to give the person they testified against. The mission now relates those laws of Adim Zomimim, which is the term that we give to these witnesses who were proved to be false in this specific way, how that would relate to the laws of Chazaka. If there are two witnesses who testified about Shimon, Witnesses always come in pairs. So there were two witnesses who testified about Shimon, that he ate the produce of Ruin's field for three years, let's say three years straight, and that he established a chazaka, so he should be the real owner now. And later on, they were found to be Adam Zomimim. So until now, he believed them, so Shimon was considered to be the real owner. He had the chazaka. But once we find out that they were Adam Zomimim, so now Ruvain is considered to be the real owner. But they tried to make Ruvain lose out on his entire field. So the mission says, they would have to pay Ruvain the entire value of the field and the produce which Shimon ate of the field because that is the amount they wanted him to lose. What happens if Shneibar Shaina, there are two witnesses who testify that Shimon was there in his first year, two other witnesses testify about him being there the second year, and two other witnesses testify that he was there the third year, they would split the money into three between them. And ultimately, Ruven would receive the amount that they all together wanted him to lose out on. Now what happens if Shlesha Achen, if there are three brothers who testified separately, each one about a separate year, but one witness is not enough. So the Echod, another person, a fourth person who wasn't related to them, Mitzvah from Mohem, he joined with each one of them. So this fourth person is testifying about every year, whereas the other three brothers are testifying about one year each. Says Mishnah they are considered to be three separate testimonies, and that's why the testimonies are valid. 
in general, relatives can't testify about the same thing together. But these are considered to be separate testimonies, they're about different years. But at the same time, like we just saw, if they're all found to be Adam Zomimim, they can split the punishment between them, they can split the payment between them. So the Mishnah says, they are considered to be like one large testimony together regarding the punishment which they're going to get. And as we explained, that means that they can split the money between them. In this last case, that would mean that the, each brother pays a sixth, whereas the fourth person would pay half, because he testified about the whole thing about every year, just that for each year he has someone else with him. So he would pay for half of it, and the other half they would split between these three brothers.